turning to the Black Saturday bushfires sure. occurred in 2009. Sadly, 173 lives were lost. But it was mm. also a time when you personally faced criticism mm. for what was described at that time as hands-off leadership. Yeah. You also had to front a royal commission. Was it just time that helped you find your way out of that or was it turning your attention to more recovery efforts? Was it another role? What, what, what was it I that helped I think the recovery find? helped because I knew what I was doing. I mean, there were some people in the recovery um, communities, the people who, you know, some of the communities affected who said, oh, no, you should stand down. And uh, But what really, I suppose, got me a bit more focused on that and what I described is you have to get over yourself sometimes mm-hmm. is um, a family who, you know, big public function down in Federation Square and sort of said to the assembled media and everybody else, we all made mistakes. Perhaps my husband and I have made mistakes and maybe Christine's made mistakes, but in this case we just have to get on with it. We wanted to stay and we wanted to help. The woman making that statement had lost two kids at the fires. Mm. And I figured to myself, she she's lost her kids. You know, she's lost other family and friends and, and what I've lost is a reputation. Mm. So I need to get over it. And I need to be able to be here supporting those people in the recovery of their communities, 109 communities across Victoria, and lead the authority to a point when uh, my job was done and then, you know, someone else could could take it over for the next phase. So uh, that helped. I think writing about it afterwards helped. And mind you, it just started the controversy again in some ways. Exactly, but, uh, yeah. But at least I got to put out my view of what had happened and the various players that had cause this to, um, you know, to be brought to the full. You know, it's very powerful. I mean, time is a powerful healer, mm-hmm. um, but also shifting perspective and being clear on purpose, all of which you sort of had around you is, is, is really powerful. And in 2002, you defied critics, mm-hmm. not only by allowing police officers to march in uniform, but also um, becoming the first chief commissioner to join the Gay and Lesbian Pride March in Melbourne. Pretty historic moment. Um, what impact did that have for you and for the community? What was the feedback yeah. and reaction? You know, I figured a long time ago that the leadership's not about popularity. I wasn't looking to be the most popular person in Victoria Police because I figured that was never going to be a way to do things. You sometimes have to make the decision that not everybody's going to agree with you. But what I think many people did agree with, that I was said I'm standing up for people who are doing a good job and they need me to do that for them, to stand up for them. And that was both the police officers and professional staff, but it was also the broader gay and lesbian community. And the relationship between the police and the gay and lesbian community has been, has been atrocious. And I knew a lot of that history from the 70s and 80s. And so it seemed to me this was an opportunity now. Not only the march was just really a small symbol the more important piece was to put liaison officers in place to figure out you know, how we could do better to attract people to join the police who were gay and lesbian, transsexual, bisexual backgrounds, you know, all of that, so they would see policing as something they felt comfortable to be part of. Were there any moments in that maybe that time when you were with the police association that you were like, oh, I did make change happen, that that served as something of the fire in the belly that you could do that? Is there anything oh, yeah. in particular? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was the, the one, the point when we got quotas lifted, you know, when we did actually get maternity leave. I mean, they're all the kind of things. And, of course, we got, um, you know, women to be able to work in operational policing and actually I was one of them. Um, hadn't quite necessarily planned that it would be me, mm. but, um, you know, sometimes you're going to jump in yourself and, and, you know, put your money where your mouth is somewhat. And so I think 
you know, that was, that was uh, you know, that time. So I did see that change. And, you know, look, it, it doesn't all work perfectly. But And as my career progressed over time, you know, I started to see that you could bring about change. And I think you do have to, you know, take the successes as you get them and they often spur you on to try for more change. Hi, I'm Janelle McMaster, host of the Change Happens podcast. If you're enjoying our new leadership lessons in under five minutes, there's more Power Bites in the Change Happens feed now. 